Okay. We are live in the Brigino Baseball Clubhouse. It's all yours. Go Giants! <laughs> <laughs> Um, during the holiday season, when I was walking towards Penn Station with my nephew Danny, I saw a man wearing a San Francisco Giants jacket. I yelled, Go Giants! And then I said, New York Giants! And then this man turns around and said, Wow, you're going way back. And then I exclaimed, That's my um, nephew, who's Dusty Rhodes' grandson. So, who was that man? Barry McGillis. And that's how I ended up here today. Barry, stand up. <laughs> so my nephew was talking with Barry, and Barry was going on and on that he had to leave, but he didn't. And then my nephew said, this is Dusty Rhodes' daughter. And then that's how I found out about what this place, what's going on. And um, this, mer- this wonderful man, the love of baseball, the Giants, New York and San Francisco, and honoring my dear father, Dusty Rhodes, is why I am here today. Who would have thought that chance encounter would lead me to my being here today amongst this esteemed society? If my father were here today, he would be so honored. And I thank you for giving me the opportunity to see my father's legacy has not died. My father was a great storyteller and a hard worker. In fact, he did everything hard. He worked hard, he played hard, he drank hard, he loved hard, and was quick-witted. His insight to life was inspirational as well as hysterical. I remember when I was a teenager, my dad took me to play golf. I played, wasn't really interested, but I played. Afterwards, I asked, so daddy, how'd I do? To which my father replied, Dear, you can't even drive the car. I was saying, thank you, Daddy, thank you. (laughs) We had a lot of laughs, a lot of good times, and so many memories. But as you know, back then, the boys of summer were truly the boys of summer. They didn't play for contracts, billions of dollars in glory. They played for the love of the game. When the season was over, baseball players went back to their regular jobs. I always thought my father should have been a stand-up comedian even though many times he couldn't stand up because, as I shared with you, he drank hard, too. For instance, now, picture this with a southern drawl. My father used to have expressions. He was so funny. That boy so far right, he's left. And all I could picture in my mind is my father going around the baseball, baseball diamond, turning to the right, going left, and straight for home. Or his next favorite line... He's an idiot with a capital E, with an, <laughs> with an infinite emphasis on E. Oh, he was so funny. I have lots of memories of my dad being the life of the party. I remember one time when we were on the subway platform and a fan came over to him, and Daddy just let the trains pass and he talked to him for the longest time because he treated everyone with respect. That's why he called everyone governor. <laughs> Once again, you have to picture him saying this in a southern drawl but he gave time and respect to everyone. And then said to me when the man left, I have never seen that man before in my life. (laughs) But that man truly thought my father remembered him because that's the way he made him feel, important. I was overwhelmed with admiration when I witnessed my father's response to a fan who had come over to him and asked him questions about the 1954 World Series. He told my dad, you were MVP, you got the Babe Ruth Award. 
Why over the years when they refer to that World Series do they mention Willie Mays' famous catch and not what you did? Doesn't that bother you? And Daddy said, if he didn't catch the ball, I would not have been able to get up to bat and hit the ball. Daddy spoke the truth and gave credit where credit was due. By honoring Willie Mays' achievement before his own, he taught me honesty, dignity, respect, and modesty. How's that for a life lesson? He had time for everyone, and even when he didn't, he made time. He reached out to fans when their letters touched him, and he received fan mail right up until the sunset of his admirable life. Oh, Daddy. <laughs> I moved to Las Vegas when my father asked me to, and was with him until the very end. I was so blessed to be with him the last six months of his life. We had gone from a child-parent relationship to a genuine friendship. For those last moments with my father, I am truly thankful. He reached out to me and I was able to be with him. He was a disciplined athlete. He loved sports, and the love of sports runs within our family. He was happy-go-lucky. But don't get him angry. He had no patience with drugs. He became furious when he heard about ball players involved with drugs or charging for autographs. He did not see color, but he sure knew his right from his left. <laughs> Oh, I want to thank you all for allowing me the opportunity to share my father's life with you. Many knew the ball player, but I hope the time we have shared this evening has revealed the amazing man he was behind, in front, and of course, right and left of the famous, most valuable player of the 1954 world champion New York Giants, my father, James Lamar Dusty Rhodes. I got another one on the other back. I want to see it. <laughs> and you know what's on, on my uh, living room wall? What? The photograph. Really? The batter is Dusty Rhodes and the ball is going over <laughs> the roof. <laughs> 54 World Series. Oh. It's a little white spot. <laughs> so exciting. <laughs> Jeff, do you want to add anything or you want questions? I think she said about it. All can be said. But um, I'm here, I guess, just to answer questions. You know, whatever you got I to answer, ask, I'll answer anything you got. I'll tell you one thing. It was pretty cool growing up being Dusty Rhodes' son, though. <laughs> that I'll tell you. It was pretty cool. <laughs> got into the clubhouses. We did, you know, we, it was pretty cool. All right. <laughs> oh, yeah. I asked my brother that after you asked me that. And so that, why is Daddy called Dusty? It's everyone from down south with the last name Rhodes, they called Dusty. Uh -huh. <laughs> That's about it. It wasn't nothing. No. James Lamar Dusty Rhodes. Yes. His nickname was Dusty, and my older brother James. Another Dusty. His nickname is Dusty, and my sister's nickname is Dusty. I'm the only one to get a curveball. Howells were always named Dixie. So, you know. I want to say something. Willie Mays and Monty Irvin have said that Dusty Rhodes was their best friend on the Giants. What was it about your dad growing up in the segregated race South that made him so open-minded, so tolerant, so <coughs> colorblind? You want to answer that? Um, that's just the way he was. Yeah. I, I really don't know. Every, you go down there, I used to go down South with him, and you see all the racists down there, and he, it's, 
I don't know. Proper upbringing? I really don't uh, understand. Like, were your grandparents very liberal? I never met any of my grandparents. He was very poor. My father started out really poor. And um, that's all I knew was that he was dirt poor. And that he just always treated everyone the same. He never put anyone any better or lesser than me. And that's how he always raised us. Everyone knows the 1954 I'm sorry. Uh, season was the one Leo could oh. not make a mistake. Yeah. Uh, Dusty Rhodes goes out on deck to pitch hit, putting himself there before Leo had said anything. <laughs> and there was a little bit of a bulge in his back pocket, which we won't go any further into. <laughs> and Robin Roberts is pitching for Philadelphia. Right? It's in the ninth inning, and two outs is a man on first base. And the Giants are one run back. So as he's taking a step to his step in, Leo falls him back. And he's mad, you know, and he, and he kept walking all the way toward the dugout. And up comes Bobby Hoffman. Now Bobby Hoffman is a right-handed hitter against Robin Roberts, a right-handed pitcher. Hmm. As he's going down the dugout and starting to yell at Leo with uh, whatever words he was using, the ball goes over the left field roof and up into the and gone in the Giants' way. That really happened. Yeah, Leo wasn't too crazy about him. Yeah. Yeah. He also wasn't crazy about Jogo Raziola. I had lunch with Jogo Raziola years ago, and he was on the 1954 Giants, and he's on the picture. Probably he had a cup of coffee. In 19, so the story that the Raziola told me was the Giants were playing, and, and everybody was in the game. They were, they were looking for a pinch hitter, and, 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 and the Rose is walking up and down the dugout saying, I need a pinch hitter, I need a pinch hitter. Garagioli is the only guy sitting who's a position player, and he knew his days were numbered because he didn't make it to a series that year. But he told a story about uh, the Rose. <coughs> Your father was always great with mail, and he would write letters back to me. Plus, he would always add, throw in a 5 by 7 photo card, personalized autograph, he was wonderful. So I have great memories of the father also. Um, 19, after the 57th season, it must have been rough on the families of the Giants moving to the West Coast. But was it extra rough for you? Because the 58th season, Dusty spent in AAA with Phoenix. It was real rough on us because we weren't even born yet. <laughs> but I'll tell you about the, the letter writing. I used to go over to his house in Staten Island, and he would have all his fan mail backed up. And we'd sit downstairs by the fireplace, I'll be, I'll burn the, the envelopes and go through it all. And then one letter came from some guy from out west. And he, like, accused my father of stealing his card and keeping the next time I'll send you $2 to send it back. And he was starting to get steamed. And he called him up. Oh. You know, he called up. He found out his phone number, called him up. He gets out. Give me, I want to talk to so-and-so. Speaking, you no good son of a bitch. <laughs> And he started cursing the guy for about five minutes, and then he talked to him for about an hour. <laughs> they were like best buddies afterwards. But he answered the fan now, but sometimes it was a little delayed, but he answered it. Hi, yes. I had the honor of meeting your father at a card show in, in Paramus, New Jersey, about 1981, 82, 83, in that range. And uh, my father used to take me to the polo grounds to watch his beloved New York Giants so when I heard, and I'm not into collectibles, but when I heard that your father was going to be at the card show, I, I live in Bergen County, I said, i got to go see Dusty Rhodes. And I took my three-year-old daughter with me, 
and I and I and I and I, I shook Dusty's hand and I told him that I was a giant fan going back. I remember them in the 1954 World Series. And I asked my daughter Deborah. I said she was three at the time. I said Deborah, who's your favorite baseball team? She said Giants. Yeah. And Dusty said you got her program just right. We all had a good laugh. I just wanted to meet your dad. It was I didn't get his. I just I just went there to meet him. It was it was it was a major treat. Thank, thank you. Thank for you. That. Yeah, he told me about um <laughs> about the signing cards and all that right. before they were offered it to him. Those greedy ball players, they were right. taking money to sign. I've never taken a goddamn penny. Sure. And then he flew yeah, in from, yeah. I think he was living in Florida, and he was doing a show in Connecticut. I said, what the hell are you doing up for the show? Offering a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> 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 he changed his tune. <laughs> you, mentioned, you mentioned Father Lucas Staten Island. What part of Staten Island? He lived on, by Morningstar Road. Oh, okay. Right over by the Bay on Bridge. The Bay on Bridge, was it? Yeah, the Bay on Bridge. Okay. I'll tell you well, he owned that bar right on Richmond Terrace and Richmond Road. It was Ginger's. Now it's like a deli or something. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> right on the water side. Yeah, because I, I mean, I coached from the to high school. And we, had, we, played, we used to play right under the Bay Hill Bridge. Yeah, he lived right up the road there. As the current team, reach out to you guys. Uh, my association. My sister spoke, spoke to somebody. Yeah, I, I spoke to the owner once. I was lucky enough to... Um, his girlfriend and I were talking, and she told me who she, um, she was dating. And I said, "Well, tell him you met Dusty Rhodes' daughter." And then um, he called me and asked me if I would give him my father's the number to call. And my father um, called him. Right, I gave him the number. My father called, and they spoke. And then my father called me and said, "What a nice boy!" <laughs> 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 so it was just like a chance meeting. It's a small world. It is. Did he ever talk about his earlier career, who signed him, and, and his minor league career, and his first day with the Giants? He told me how they found him. He was um, with some friends, and there was a game going on, and he just joined the game. He said he never played baseball. I don't know. It's like that story. I walked five miles uphill to school. And, <laughs> and then I walked five miles uphill on the way home. And, the other. and um, he hit a couple home runs. There was a scout there to see somebody else, and he hit a couple of long shots. And he was chopping with his whole life. He was strong as an ox. And they gave him a five hundred dollar contract. You know, they gave him a check for five hundred contract. He put it in his pocket, and him and his friends went hobo. They 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 hitched the train down to Florida, wherever they went, and they came on their way back. They were broke. So his, his friend said, "Hey, you got that check there?" Yeah. He says, "Yeah." So he cashed it, and that's how it started. He said, uh-huh. "I don't know if it's true." <laughs> <laughs> and, and did he work as a tugboat captain too? He wasn't a captain. He was a deck camp, but he did everything on the boat. He stayed, he cooked, he played, he did everything. Never slept. I, I would go on the boats with him sometimes. They, everybody wanted him on the boat because he did everything, and he just never slept. He just had an unbelievable. He loved, it. he loved it. Yeah, he loved it, and he just, well, he, most of the time, he said the captain was so goddamn bad, he was too wor- nervous to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he had some kind of staying power. I know that. Yeah, what do you uh, sort of on the heels of what he just asked, uh, did your father ever talk about his time at the Polo Grounds, what he thought of it, what he thought of Leo? Well, I know you said he didn't get along, but did he ever make reference to the Polo Grounds itself? No, not really. He, he, okay. he, he said he didn't like Leo, and he didn't understand what he didn't like Leo because Leo didn't like him. And he said, as great as they said Leo was, the only World Series he won was in 1954. You know, yeah. So maybe he was a little peed about that. I have a story about Leo yeah. and Daddy. Um, my father told me that he had gone to lunch with Leo and his wife, 
And he had read, and like the next day, an article that Leo called him names and saying he was a no good. So my father called him up and said, hey, Leo, is your house paid for? And he said, what are you talking about, Dustin? He goes, is your house paid for? He goes, sure. And he goes, good, because I'm going to be living in it. I'm suing you, you son of a gun. <laughs> but but I, I think Leo was, was he managing the Cubs in 69? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I remember he, my father took me there. I was only nine years old. And, I mean, he treated us great. He gave us gloves, balls. We went into the clubhouse, met everybody. You know, it was pretty cool. You know, but I guess, I don't know, behind closed doors or something different. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, I, I was wondering how, how many years Dusty spent in the minor leagues before he came up. <laughs> uh, I, I played for a guy by the name of Buddy in the Braves organization by the name of Buddy Hicks. And he played 10 years of backup at St. At Paul, backup because Reese was there. And he just was very bitter about it. I, I just was, in those days, you had a great return. Not like today, you have a good spring training in the big leagues. Well, there's 32 teams now. There was only yeah, 16. Yeah, exactly. I, mean, uh, so he, he, I think he played 10 total before and after. 10, 10 total, wow. total before yeah. and after, I think. So that, that, that number seems to ring a bell. Um, yeah, but I think you have Bonnie Irvin, Willie Benz. Where are you going to go? And Monty handled it pretty good. I mean, he was sort of they were friends to the end. Point, but they were friends to the end. Monty yeah, because yeah, Daddy said Monty Urban said that it was his time. Because he said, "Do you feel bad?" Yeah. And he said, "No." They were true ball players. Yeah, they're Late, players now. This month, um, the Giants have given away. Replica, replica 1954 World Series rings. Do you have your dad's or lost it? Lost yeah, it. he lost it. it. Was stolen or he lost it? What, what, what does he want? What, what does he want? I got everything. <laughs> the ring was stolen. The World Series. Ring. I don't think you have a 1954 World Series ring. Do you? I got some stuff. <laughs> 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 no question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he told me it was stolen. No Actually, I just read an article somewhere when I walked in here that it was stolen in 1963. This autograph, and most of these autographs in this book are, are, are gotten free. I was a journalist and still am. Okay. This was down in some place in New Jersey on a card show. I never connected. And when I walked over, there's a guy sitting next to him, of course, and he's, he's collecting the money. And he's, whoa, 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 whoa. And Jussie looks up and he says, oh, I think it's Norman. No, no, I mean that. <laughs> Nothing more was said. Wow, you understand? So funny. He, he was, as a man's man, he was great. Who's that, the bad boy he's shaking hands with? Yeah, that, well, that's Dusty, that's the bad boy. That's the Rosh's son. Okay. Oh, Chris, that's Chris. I've got to turn it around. I don't have my glasses. Let me try you. Is that cheating? I was looking at it. Yeah, I can, I can see it. Yeah. Did, did he, uh, he really like living in this This area. is the bad boy. This guy had that number one. Going back south when his career ended, did he, did he always live around here? Yeah, he lived in Chelsea for twenty years or whatever. Then he went to Staten Island. He could live anywhere. He didn't. He didn't care. He didn't care. He yeah. went to Vegas. You know, then Glory wanted to go to Florida. Okay, they went to Florida. Then let's go back to Vegas. And he just he didn't care. He made friends wherever he went. You know, so. but it was Florida was the best place for him because he played golf twice, three times a week. He was in a bowling league, and you know he was a little more active when he got older. When he went to Vegas, it was too damn hot out here. You know? 
How do you get to Florida with that five hundred dollar check? Did he get on a train? They were hit. They were yeah, like boxcars, like the hobos. Wow. That's what I mean. They hoboed it. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they do. They were hitchhiking. Yeah. You just ride on a train. Yeah. This is a, a less serious question, but uh, there's also a relatively famous professional wrestler who dubbed himself Dusty Rose. Do you know if it was in honor of your dad or just a coincidence? I really don't know, but I know a lot of people, you know, my friends growing up, you know, as far as Dusty Rhodes, the wrestler, the wrestler. His real name is Virgil Ronald, so it's not even is it? one of them. Is, is Dustin Rhodes his son? Yeah. It is really his son? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. I have a question if your mother would like to say something. Like to say something. She warns me. <laughs> <laughs> I should have warned you. <laughs> I opened my mouth and I should know. He was traveling in a dusty road. I thought he was really yesterday. <laughs> Mrs. Rhodes, were you at the last game of polo grounds when the whole ceremony went on, when they closed the stadium down to the journey? Were you there, Ma, when he made the last out to the stadium? You know he did, right? Yeah, yeah. no kidding. Yeah, the yeah he made the last out at the polo grounds. <laughs> One question, Mom, for this gentleman. Nikki, Michael, Elizabeth, those are my kids. Any of you guys want to speak? <laughs> no? <laughs> Nikki there is a starting pitcher for his team. He pitched opening day. His brother Michael's his catcher, the twins. He's starting to catch her. <laughs> Nikki was the MVP last year. Speak up, Nick. <laughs> Who do you guys root for? Oh, yeah. Mets? Thank you. I, I, I can't share with you. They were the Yankee fans because yeah. their mother and their two older brothers, but I'm trying to turn them to the Mets. <laughs> and his daughter, Elizabeth, had the most awesome home run last year in softball. They got to be Met fans if they want to. Any other questions before we uh, turn it over to Mo? One question. Did Dusty get his pension? Did he play well enough for his pension? Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Five years, you know. I think yeah. I, I think actually the pension was probably pretty good at the end. I'm not I'm not really sure. Yeah, it kept going up. Yeah, because the, the ball players they kept giving to the old timers. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you see what's that bat? What is that thing? That, uh, yeah, that yeah. right? He had ten years. They they made the no. He had seven years in the pros. But I think he only needed five. I'm not really sure on that. Gotten to know or kept in touch with the kids of other of his teammates or all <laughs> players? I have. No. No. Yeah. Um, a few people in this organization have Crystal Roche's number if you would like that. You want to be in touch with him? We'll see. <laughs> 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 oh, Crystal Roche, I didn't hear yeah, the last yeah. thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. Sorry. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Well, I know he. Got along great with Tony Mays, like I said before. What was? What did he tell you about him as a person or as a, as a player? Did he share memories of <coughs> playing with someone as great as Tony Mays? He was a gentleman, Willie yeah, Mays, he said. that's what he said. Always <laughs> laughing with the two of them. I mean, this is what I read. There's always laughing in the, in the club, clubhouse, the dugout. And I went to um, It's My Turn, baseball movie. Uh-huh. 76, they filmed it, I think. 76, 77, they filmed it at Yankee Stadium. So I went up with my father, and um, they had a bunch of old-timers there. And it was pretty cool. This is during the middle of light commercials. You remember? The, yeah, those yeah. commercials were great. 
Mickey Mantle, Roger Maris showed up like two hours late, bombed. They had, a, they had a case of Miller Lite on their shoulder. And it was just like everyone said the same thing. How funny he is. He kept everybody loose. It was a, it was a nice time. I met a lot of people up there. And Mickey Mantle, they all played the field. You know, they, they got out there. They all batted. They played the field. They videotaped the whole thing. And Mickey Mantle, fly ball to center. He's pounding his glove. And the ball landed five feet to his left. <laughs> <laughs> he, was so, he was so drunk. <laughs> Seven o'clock in the morning. Actually, I think they threw soda all over my mother there. Oh, wow. You know, during the seventh inning stretch, is that right? No, what happened? You stood up, seventh inning stretch, and they threw shit all over you. <laughs> yeah, they threw soda or whatever they did. I mean, that's about the extent that we know. Yeah, it's not like that anymore. Now they hug and all that. Nice game. They say. Anybody have a final question or thought? Yeah. Did he ever talk about Henry Thompson, who was born to the Giants? He wanted to throw it had a very tragic personal life. No, he definitely got like, he wasn't a depressing guy. He wouldn't talk about something like that. Yeah. You know, he was just an outgoing, fun, like fun guy. Yeah. He used to coach. Him. He used to coach my team when he was on the tugs. Yeah. He would, like a week he'd be gone, and then another week he'd be there. So he'd come down to coach. And afterwards, it was um, by the Chelsea Projects over there, by where we played. And all the fathers would play, the people in the neighborhood, they'd all come down. Oh, Dusty Rhodes there. They'd, he'd play with them. You know, he'd play first base. And he'd go dressed, you know, with shoes like that. That's how you went. You went to a ball game with a shirt and tie on your jacket. And he'd come to coach with shoes and his polyester pants and his shirt. And afterwards, they'd play. And it was funny because you'd get up every game, four for four, four home runs, and they'd never make him run. <laughs> he would just hit the ball and then just go. And, then they, and there's a fence. I don't know. Anyone know Chelsea, Chelsea Park over there? Left field is really, really long for softball. And there's like one kid when I was growing up that really could spank the ball. He would put it out of the park. I, I hit it off the fence once. That I, I mean, it was a tremendous shot. And he would hit fly balls to us right over the fence. It's <laughs> unbelievable the strength. He was 45 years old. And he would just yank it right out of the park, even, you know, that out of his hand. I was arguing with my oldest son the other day about that. I think these guys heard it. He was saying they could hit the ball farther me, this and that. I said, I'm going to take you over there and pitch to you. <laughs> See if you can hit the fence. You know, it's, it's a long shot. What else we got? <laughs> he was born in Alabama. Born in Alabama? Yeah. I got a baseball card in him. I thought I'd bring it down tonight. I'm jerk I didn't. Put it up there. 1956, I think. It's a yellow background, a close-up, and yeah. him swinging a bat. I might have it here. I, I don't I, know. I have a couple of times. I thought uh, it was one in South Carolina. Beaufort or something? Or maybe someone else? One he Alabama. played there. I think he played there. What town in Alabama was he from? Montgomery. It wasn't Montgomery? But they, yeah. <coughs> All right. right, Mom? Montgomery? Or Mobile. Cause I, I no, not Mobile. Montgomery, yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. I had a question. Your mother recently. <laughs> I wanted to know if the San Francisco Giants invited him out for an old time game. Your mother said yes. He went. So I got his jacket. This is his jacket from the fifties. Oh, yeah. 
Right? But I'm, I'll, I'll let you guys look at it later. But in 2004, he went out there for the 50th anniversary. And I, my house got screwed up in Sandy, so I got everything in storage. And Willie Mays gave all the players a San Francisco Giant jacket. So he was out there then. I don't know if that was an old time as day. No, they actually, that they honored the, the last championship in New York. The right, 50th, 50 years. 50th anniversary. I happened to be at that team. Oh, wait. Yeah, and they lined, the, whoever was alive, they had chairs, and they had the uh, New York Giants sign that was on the polo grounds, the letters. Yeah, so you got a San Francisco Giant jacket. I got that in storage. When the, when I get it to the storage, I'll bring that one of these. They also had uh, what's his name, Terry uh, Cashman, sang a song called "The Catch." Oh. Uh, I have a video of that I can see his ads on there. If it is, I'll, I'll send it. I I got a video, but I got the eight. I couldn't find my the other one, but I'm gonna have it converted. I know some friends that work at MLB over there on the west side, and it's uh, it's pretty cool. It's like a, a highlights of. You know, my father's World Series. Cool. I'm sure there's other ones, highlights of Willie Mays' World yeah. Series, whatever. Oh, yeah. But I got, it's like a 30-minute film, and it's pretty funny. There's one guy sitting right over the first first base rail, and at the end, they show him after my father hit the home run, and they drop another cigarette. It's like, I think it might have been his. He had like 40, 40 cigarettes. Right wow. He didn't know the Surgeon General. Anything else? I mean, we're going to stay a little bit after. Oh, yeah. You guys going to stay? You're going to see your father on most tape. Okay. Oh, I've seen. I actually watched one today in the car when my daughter was practicing one of one of the fifty-four games. No, this is a tape of your dad actually making the last out. I saw that. I, I did. Saw that today. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was watching it on, on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like okay. a nine-minute nine tape, right? No, his tape is about 17 minutes worth of footage. Oh, good. Well, the whole thing is 40 minutes. Well, 40 minutes. I don't talk without an introduction. Let's all give a nice round of applause.